Hello, welcome to another episode of Lucent in Translation. This is Lucy. This is Kim. Should I in, uh, give away that we haven't recorded in like a month? Yeah, why not? We're honest and open here. It's been, yeah. when we say like a hot second, it's been really like 30 days. A whole month. Well, has it, since been, uh, has it really recorded. been a whole month? Really? We didn't record at all in August. Um, I was about to say August. Do I even know what day it is? October. <laughs> I wish I could give out like every single detail of why we couldn't record, but it's not my story to tell, so I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't but, mind skipping over October at all because not much has happened to me either. So, like, let's just start yeah. fresh. It is November, baby, and the election True. has been going on for three days now. Exciting times. It's funny because yesterday I thought that I could avoid a whole day without hearing about politics, but I had work and all my patients had CNN on, so it was unavoidable. So I'm like, oh, day, guys. Yet the night of the election, I slept pretty early, too, and I slept in uh, up till the next day because I figured, like, oh, the results are not going to be posted by today. So, like, let me just keep pretending that this is not going on right now. Yeah. Honestly, whatever happens, happens. So... And that's just what I'm going to accept. You said nothing interesting has happened in October? Okay, well, the very last episode we recorded, I I went on about this job opportunity that I was really into. And I feel like you might have to cut that out because I do not have good news. (laughs) I think it's too late. I think it's too late. I think the most recent episode I posted was about change or... friendship one. Oh, or friendship. I don't know. Oh. It could have been that or the one I'm editing now about positivity. You definitely mentioned it. Do you want me to cut that out? Okay, actually, you know what? Update. Did not get it. Life <laughs> moves on. I'm much better without it. <laughs> so many so many like minor changes have happened with my thought mm-hmm. process of like what I want to do with life and all that in October. Um, I definitely woke up not feeling in the mood to record this podcast because it's been so long. But you know what? Like uh-huh. I pushed myself through it. Here oh, I am. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, because I had a I had to compare myself to how I was in 2019. Like, would I prefer to be where I am right now, 2020 Kim or 2019 Kim? And it's like I'm so much better now. Oh my god, were you journaling today, or was that just something you were thinking about? No, I was trying to put myself in a good headspace to record this podcast, and so that's like a little a little fun game I like to do on the daily. Like, would I rather be where I am right now or how I was a year ago? And obviously, it's much better wow. now, even though not much is happening. Wow. Yes, <laughs> I feel I feel okay. So I think the topics we're gonna talk about, you might give me like good advice for it too. Um, but I'm trying to think of anything new on my part. I mean, actually, no, there are some new things that I'll mention later on in this episode. But um, did I tell you I got back into meditating again? Oh, no. Yes. Um, so I started uh, using the app Balance again just because they gave like a free one year subscription. And girl, I've been needing this meditation <laughs> for so long. Um, Just because with everything that happened last month, I think I just sometimes need to like take a breather and honestly like this whole week even though everything has been a lot better in my life I feel like I've been the most anxious I've ever been like Mm. sometimes I lay there and I just like I can feel my heart rate just racing and the other day yeah yesterday I was like checking my heart rate at work it was like it got up to like the 90s um I was like girl though though what what's your resting heart rate like i actually i genuinely don't know 
I see it's I need to take it without having had any caffeine that day. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But a healthy heart rate is like I would say like um 50 to 70 would be a good heart rate. My girl, mine was 90. <laughs> That's so funny that you can just check that at work though. Like yeah, I'd like I know, to have just one like, of those machines just at home just to check on how I'm doing. <laughs> but I do I would say I do have a good blood pressure though it's like on the lower side and um people are always like do you run i'm like heck no i don't run but thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah no it's just like lately when i'm sleeping and stuff um i mean i've always had this issue where i fall asleep easily um but then i just wake up multiple multiple times during the night um but it's been happening like more often lately mm-hmm. and yeah i can just feel my heart rate racing and stuff like that and it, it i mean using the app definitely does help um but i think that you know it's just there's a lot of things in my life that aren't settled right now and it's just temporary it'll pass yeah Um, it will all pass i know like last month was a very hectic time for you but it's so good to see you back on track you seem a lot better and yeah yeah (laughs) oh my god now yeah so um, there was this one time I FaceTime Kim, the ge- middle beginning of October, and I was like outside in the park and I was just completely out of it. I don't know like what sort of additive you would use to describe my mood, but I was just, <sighs> it was very somber from my end. Like I didn't know how to take yeah. it because you said like a few feet from me was your boyfriend. So it was just like both of you in the park oh, and okay, you were just FaceTiming yeah, but... me. Oh, I mean, we, we, we do that, you know? We can do our own thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was cute, but it's just like this is a very was, interesting dynamic that I've been intruding in. Yeah, I mean, we hang out a lot in person, I guess, so it was fine to just because sometimes he would just like make phone calls with his friends when we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's on the side. Yeah, no, I, I, I was that just was saying, on. like, the vibe of that call was oh, definitely oh, plus, a vibe I haven't sensed from you yet in a very long time. I, if at yeah, all, yeah, that's true. I was just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know how to describe what I was feeling, to be honest. Um, but I'm glad that moment has passed and I'm in a much better place now. Not the best, but it's getting there. Um, trying to think of anything else that's, oh, I started reading again too. Um, I finished, I finished the Ali Wong book. Did you, did you finish it yet? No, I'm like 60%. Done. Did you get it? Because on Kindle, it was like $2. No, I got it for free. No, oh, I rented really? it for free. Yeah, I borrowed it for free. Yeah. Because um, oh, through okay. our local library, like you can um, borrow certain books. And that luckily happened to be available. So I borrowed it. Um, but no, I did not know it was only $2. Dang. Yeah, so I was going through this Kindle kick because I figured like it's time I put this to use since I got it for my birthday a few months ago. Um, since then, I finished... I finished two books already, and I was in the middle of reading Ali Wong's book, which is, like, so funny, but I noticed that the Kindle prices for most books are actually more expensive than the paper edition, which is pretty crazy to me, but the Ali Wong book was Mm -hmm. only $2, so that's why I was like, ooh, might as well just get this. But what book I actually bought after I finished it was um, Jay Shetty's book. He actually wrote a book that came Mm. out recently um i'm only like a chapter in but i know it's gonna be a really really good book so i will 
I will keep you updated with that one. Yes, I love Jay Shetty. Yeah, I was like, I, I know that I can get like other books for free, but I was like, with him, I will spend a little money on it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought it. All right, so to get into this episode, um, this was actually one of Kim's ideas, um, and we were supposed to record it last time, but you know, it's been a hot sec since we recorded, but we wanted to talk about hard truths. So truths that we don't want to accept, oh wait, sorry, truths that we don't want to accept into our life, but it is what it is. It's reality. Yeah, that's Um, the quote for life. It is what it is. It is what it is. Honestly, oh my god, that is like one of my life quotes. It is what it is. Do you do you want to start first? I, I I do have like a few on my list, but we can we can take turns. Yeah, sure. I'll go first. Um, let's see. Let me whip out my handy dandy notebook. All right. So the first hard truth. I'm just going to list it out. So first of all. Not everyone is going to like you, and not everyone is going to get you, and that's completely okay. Mm. And this is coming from a recovering people pleaser. I mean, I, I've mentioned this so many times <laughs> on this podcast. This Wait, point, but like, this is like one of those like MTV episodes, those MTV <laughs> shows. Like, I'm a recovering addict. Uh, what did you say? I'm a recovering. I'm a, I'm a uh, recovering people pleaser. Like, yes, I refuse to call myself a people pleaser anymore because when I had boxed myself into that role. That's just how I was. But, you know, like, I'm no longer people pleaser. I'm recovering, all right? Just yes. to get it out there. <laughs> um, but, yes, so that is the first hard truth I had to learn because I definitely tied my self-worth back then to the perceptions other people would have of me. So that was, like, super mm-hmm. damaging to um, even just me figuring out what I want to do, uh, my independence. It was totally tied to how other people were feeling and what I thought they expected of me. Yeah, and you'd like kind of put yourself in other people's shoes too. It's like when other people do something that's like weird or um, or something like that, like do you really remember what they did? Or like people that I like went out of their way to do something like actually no scratch that i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah Sorry. it's like it's taken me a bit for you know the little hamster wheel to turn in my head it's kind of empty yeah. right now <laughs> i know <laughs> i know it's okay this is we're, we're a little we're a little rusty um was it would you say when did you learn that when did you accept that hard truth honestly about a year ago okay. i think the moment i decided that I had control of my life and other people's opinions shouldn't be what was guiding me necessarily. Um, I think that's what really freed me and made me feel more like myself because I was relinquishing any attachment or just like ideas other people would have of me in a way. Am I making sense? Yes, yes. Well, at least you realize that now, you know, not later down in the line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really freeing concept to just keep in mind that not people like people genuinely don't really care what you're doing, like how you're doing, and so it's best yeah. to just live life the way that you want to. Yeah, and it's like kind of like putting yourself first for once too. I think it's, I think sometimes it's okay to want to please others if it's you know someone you love and cherish. Um, and you get that same equal effort back. I think that's when it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like 
I felt pretty misunderstood growing up, but I realized like people people don't have to understand me. Like people don't have to get me as long as I understand myself, right? When are are you in ever are you ever in any situation where you want the other person to understand you though? Or do you I mean, just like, like to keep everything I feel like I was chasing that my entire life with my friendships, relationships, like all I ever really wanted was to be fully understood by people. And I realized it was because I didn't have a good grasp of understanding myself. And so I was kind of like searching for myself within other people. I don't think there's ever anyone in life that can fully understand you. There's always an extent to things. And so, yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you realized that. But it's always nice meeting someone that, like, understands you more than you expected. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that definitely can happen in life. Yeah, I mean, pretty rarely will you find anyone who is going through the exact same thing that you're going through, right? The exact same situations, relationships, yada, yada. But... What if someone's, like, empathetic enough that they could understand you in that way, even though they haven't went through the same experience? Would that be equivalent? Well, the thing is, someone can be empathetic towards you and your situation, but they won't fully understand. Like, I noticed that when I was communicating my traumas to people in the past, it was always very lackluster in a way. Like, I always expected more out of the other person, but because they didn't go through the same things that I was going through, they couldn't fully put themselves in my shoes necessarily, right? Like, at most, all people can really say is like, oh, yeah, I'm here for you. Um, But I think what I was searching for was like, okay, like, (laughs) now it's your turn to share your deepest, darkest secrets, you know? Like, that's (laughs) what, like, I wanted to draw out of people, like, in a way... It's like I wanted to trauma bond. Gotcha. I think there's a way to extract that from someone else without having to talk about yourself. Um, mm, yeah, because I, mean, I think cause, yeah. Because I feel like certain situations, when you talk about your own trauma, the other person might feel too scared to talk about their own. Um, they they're scared to like put the attention on themselves after you told them like everything that's happened in your life. Hmm. They don't want to like steal the spotlight. I think that happens to me too. It's like someone tells me one of their problems, but like I'm not going to respond by telling them one of my problems. Yeah, I mean, it can really go either way. Like some people might like others sharing their experiences because it's more relatable, but then I guess you can also view it in a sense where, yes, you're taking the spotlight away from someone who just wants you to listen. Mm. I mean, I feel like for me, it's always been easier for me to feel close to someone if we share similarities. And so in that instance, if I were going through the situation, like talking to a friend and they're going through something, I think I would try to like sort through some sort of memory or experience that was like on par to what they're going through just to show that like, oh yeah, I've been there similarly to you mm-hmm. to kind of like add comfort in a way. Gotcha. Yeah. Should I? So is it my turn now? Yeah, I mean that's that's all I had for the first one. <laughs> um, so this is like a like a hundred percent a hard truth. It's like something because a hard truth is something that it's hard for you to accept. Um, but I think I kind of more easily accepted this fact. But um, in all sorts of relationships, we're all using each other for a purpose. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so That's like my, one. cause my friendship with you, right. You could say that I'm using you for this podcast. I'm using you, um, to have someone to talk to like that sort Girl, of purpose. use me all you want that's fine yes <laughs> that's what i say i was like if you want to use me go ahead and like you use your significant other as like companionship or something like that all the relationships we want to keep in our life we're using them for a purpose and i think word for word that does sound very selfish but i honestly don't think it is it's just it is what it is that's how we develop friendships in general. It's like you see something in that person that like makes you happy. You're using well, yeah. that person for happiness. That's how you build any relationship, right? There's a certain set mm. of expectations you have for others and they can meet that. You can meet theirs. And then that's how you build your bond by yeah. doing each other favors. Like that's how you create a sense of like loyalty and trust. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that using part it should be positive because you know we want to try to build each other up and there's nothing wrong with that yeah i mean i think it's definitely how you phrase it too like saying that you're using someone isn't the best way to phrase like a symbiotic Mm -hmm. relationship right like it's both give and take we have a purpose in creating the relationships that we Mm -hmm. do i just think it's bad when it's one-sided yes agreed um have you ever felt like it was one-sided at any point actually no we kind of talked about in the friendship episode i think yeah i mean (laughs) i've never felt that way with you but like other people sure oh yeah yeah i hope no one has ever felt that way about me i feel like i don't ask people for much yeah that's why i don't ask a lot of people for favors because i don't like to feel like a burden i know oh okay your turn okay Ooh. okay i like this one So my second hard truth is understanding why someone is the way they are doesn't excuse them from disrespecting you. So for us too, being like very empathetic as we are, it's very easy for us to understand why someone may act a certain way towards us, right? Like if they're very negative, right? Um, So even though they may mistreat you, we have that understanding of like, oh, I get it. They, they, I don't know. They grew up with one parent or some pretty much some giving other traumatic shit, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like totally understandable of where that's coming from, but that doesn't mean that that person can't or shouldn't take accountability for their actions. Because like, I feel like I've let a lot of shit slide with people because like, oh, it's like I get it, you know, like you went through that. It's so. so so sad for you boohoo you know but it's also like boohoo for me too (laughs) (laughs) oh that's okay yeah i feel like we we both definitely went through this a lot and we definitely learned a lot from it too and i'm glad i went through those experiences to make me realize that you know sometimes you have to be hit in the face with certain experiences for you to learn something Mm-hmm. Okay, so one um, example I had written down was, did you see the R. Kelly documentary by any chance? No, the docuseries? No. Um, okay, so like this is just like a very common thing with, I guess, any like true crime documentary or... Okay, so basically, you know what R. Kelly did. He's a predator. Um, but like I think the very first episode, how they were framing it was like, oh, R. Kelly, he can't read, you know? Like, it's like, oh, he's, <laughs> did he, he's did they so really say hardship. that? <laughs> they, they basically uh, mentioned how, like, he had troubled school. He yeah. he 
was basically illiterate, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like even even in like true crime, they might be like, oh yeah, this person grew up in a very bad household. But like that, they're that doesn't excuse their actions, right? That, that's that's the point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make. Like, boohoo, R. Kelly can't read, but like, look at all his victims, you know? <laughs> I like that, yeah. Sorry, I'm like, my mind is slow. No, it's okay. I, I'm <laughs> I feel like I'm overcompensating in this episode by like giving a lot of energy, but I don't know if what I'm saying is actually making sense. I I mean it makes sense to me, so I think that's okay. that's kind of enough. <laughs> um so the next hard truth I kind of learned recently and is that Oh, it's not that I learned recently, but it's just something that I had to reinforce in my mind, but basically you can't change what happened in the past. All you can do is learn how to live in the present. So the only times that that's ever affected me, it's like never affected me in the sense of my own personal decisions. Um, Like everything I decided in my past has made me the person I am today. And like, I'm happy with the person I am today. So I don't regret any of that. But it usually happens with like people I date um, and me not being able to get over their past. Um, We talked about this um, on a personal call, but it's called retrograde jealousy where you're affected by your significant other's romantic past. And for me in my mind, it's just like, wow, like um, they had all these experience together in the past that I haven't had with him and stuff like that. Um, And sometimes it's just like, I become obsessed with those thoughts and it doesn't allow me to like appreciate what we have in the present. Um, and that's something I've definitely gotten better at, I guess, um, when I did accept the fact, like, don't get me wrong, like it still affects me every now and then thinking about it. Um, but I kind of learned how to just like shoo away those thoughts. Mm. Yeah. So how did you overcome that? I wouldn't say I've overcome it per se. Um, just one accepting that you're the one that's with them now and you're the one that's creating new experiences. They've already had those experiences and they can't create new ones with them because they're not together. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that's together with him. So, and like, honestly, I shouldn't even like be jealous of those, of his past because they're probably jealous of me. You know, because I'm the one that's with him now. So, got to think about that. Yeah. Why be jealous when they're jealous of you? Yes, that's a great mentality to have. Yeah, but anyways, I, yeah, I'm not affected, like, by my own life decisions. It's usually, like, my significant others. Mmm. That's interesting. I mean, we, yeah. yeah, we've talked about this in a personal call where I went through the same thing. But yeah, I feel Like, like, um how you were saying like it doesn't really affect you as much like personally and like you focus more so on your significant other but for me I used to there there wasn't a day that didn't go by where I right before bed I didn't go through all the embarrassing things I said or did that day Um, that was a really rough period of time for me because I would overanalyze myself and it's like things would be going well but then I'd be in like the bath or something (laughs) or taking a shower. And it's like, and then the thought would hit me like, oh yeah, you did this this day. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Honestly, if I had to pick one, I'd rather be 
bothered by someone else's past and not my own because i feel like like if i was gonna if i was gonna overanalyze my own it's gonna be much worse yeah i mean i don't do that thankfully as much anymore because i've learned to just not take myself as seriously like i think life is pretty funny now that i think about it (laughs) yes you always need humor in your life yeah it's like you go through a period of time where like you're so down about yourself and then you come out of it's like okay yeah that happened um you know like what what next you know like hit hit me hit me some more yeah (laughs) yeah i'm just Uh, waiting for that next character arc at this point mm -hmm. all right do you have another hard truth okay um all right yeah so my my next one is sort of about like victim blaming and i want to say like victim blaming for sure not a good thing but um i think the hard truth for me was realizing that i did victimize myself a lot back then um and this is just like coming from a place where i experienced like some traumatic things and so for the longest time i thought that it was all me and that you know life was against me and i definitely had this whole victim mentality of where like the world such a dark place people are out there to get me like i deserve better mm-hmm. people should be nicer to me um and so i kind of rested my fate outside of my own hands in a way mm-hmm. basically i didn't think that i wasn't in, in control of anything and that i could change my reality gotcha um and what made you like come to accept that i guess Okay, so I think this was the point where I began to take the painful parts of my life and Mm. use it in a way to create something. And I think that's why I was always Mm. more inclined to more creative things in general because I had so much to express about my own wounds that in order for me to heal, I kind of need to take that pain and create something out of it in a way. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because, like, back yeah. then, I totally... Sorry. Um, no, no, But, yeah, like, go. back then, I totally thought that people couldn't change and that everyone was 100% just the way they were. I had a really negative, pessimistic mindset. Um, so I definitely boxed myself in to that whole, like, victim blaming, victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And you thought that nothing was going to change because everything's set in stone? Yeah, I mean, I... So, like, it was a very... Um, like, it didn't happen all in one go for me to realize this. Like, it took a lot mm-hmm. of figuring out how to set boundaries and stick with them and just, like, sticking up for myself. Gotcha. And actually putting in the effort and time to change what I wanted to change. Yeah. Instead of just thinking, like, oh, this is how I am. Mm-hmm. I know you're not super religious, but for me, believing in God, um, one thing that does help me with that is knowing that god only places certain obstacles in your life because he knows you can handle it Mm -hmm. and so when i'm growing through certain things um especially what happened last month i always reminded myself like god is confident that i can get through this this is why he's putting me um through all of this and i feel like there's always a learning lesson after something like that happens um mm. so maybe something you'll realize right after or maybe something you'll realize down the line but everything that has like you have went through in the past has brought you to become the person you are now so that's how oh, i see it definitely and exploring my spirituality um has definitely helped 
I mean, like you said, like I'm not a super religious person, but I have been exploring yeah. spirituality a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like what exactly is spirituality? I can't really explain. Um, just, I guess it's similar like, to religion kind of, in a way. I think spirituality I see is just like knowing that there is a higher being out there, but not specifically God, just mm-hmm. something out there. And I just know that there are people who believe that before you are placed on this earth, you have to create a soul contract that basically entails whatever, basically entailing um, you were placed on this earth for these number of reasons, like these amount of lessons to learn. Um, And so like people even believe that prior to you being placed on this earth, you actually chose your parents. Hmm. And so everything is kind of set forth to how it was supposed to be all this time because you're the you're the one that picked everything yeah i mean i don't know how much of that i believe because you know mm-hmm. now now like i've experienced so much that's like um it's like i've been there done that in a way right gotcha mm-hmm. you, you know like it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> honestly maybe that's what i should title this episode it yeah it is what it is <laughs> i like that it is what it is <laughs> let me write that down Oh, I did. Oh, I did start a note. So, or or I'll do like hard truths dash. Um, I would just call the episode "It Is What It Is," and then it is in the description, is. you'd be like, "Oh, today we talk about hard truths and everything." Gotcha. All right. Um. Oh yeah. So, just like a positive note to take from this that I wrote is, your experience is unique to you for a reason. So you use that as leverage in this world. It's given me a new perspective and goal and a level of empathy and understanding a lot of people can't yet grasp. And so in that case, like, I can't be mad about about what happened in my past and the things that have happened to me. Um, So I shouldn't have to kind of, like, think of it as a passive thing. Like, oh, this happened to me. Like, I went Mm -hmm. through this. It's it's more so like, oh, yeah, this this was part of me. And it has influenced me to Mm -hmm. become who I am now. So I can't really be mad or put blame on my shortcomings. Yeah. It's what makes you special, Kim. So another hard truth on my list is um, realizing that no matter what decision you make in your life, there's going to be someone out there that's going to judge you for it. I think for me, having my parents judge me for my decisions probably was... um, probably the heaviest I would say because every time I make a life decision I always think to myself like oh what would my mom think what would my dad think sort of like that and it definitely has an influence on what I decide I would say it's definitely had less of an influence compared to before but it's still pretty prominent um like if I pick this career choice what do they think um if I picked a date this dude what would they think like that's still on my mind and what I like told myself is like just do what you want because no matter what there's gonna be at least one person that would judge you it might not even be your parents it might be your friends too so kind of like do what you want sort of thing yeah I mean that's definitely a great mentality just keep in mind that no matter what you do someone's going to judge you but you have to also consider who is this person in my life like how much does their opinion really matter to me like yeah your parents Mm -hmm. are like oh yeah your parents but at the same time like (laughs) how much do they know of what you're doing really you know yeah yeah and they say you should never listen to people whose life you don't want to mimic or replicate yeah (laughs) yeah so basically if you don't want to live like your parents don't listen to them (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) 
<laughs> this is recorded, Kim. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything else to elaborate on for that. Damn. Well, I had, I had three that for sure I was I wanted to talk about. Um, but that was like the three that I wrote down today. I did have more before when we were planning this a month ago, and yeah. I feel like. The other ones I Those have aren't applicable. Well, anymore. like they are, but it's like I was reading my examples and it's like, oh, that's a bit too much. You know, that's a bit like putting a damper on things, you know, and I feel like I'm just much more positive this month. Um, let me let me see if I have anything else to include. Oh, I feel like this is in line with a lot of other things we've mentioned, but I wrote down that it's OK to be selfish and put yourself first. Yes, I think this whole this is all connected to the whole people pleasing thing. Yes. And like, I remember growing up and my older sister would call me selfish and like, you know, my family has always, always had this mentality of like, yeah, put your family first and all this. And so Mm -hmm. of course all their complaints about me, I would like take to heart. And so for the longest time I thought like, oh yeah, I cannot be selfish. You know, I have to be like super giving to everyone. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where like the whole people pleasing thing came into play and whatnot. But now it's like, we got one life. The only person who's going to consistently be in this life is yourself. It's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to live for me. Yes. I like that. I would admit with like my older... I, it's really hard because he's my brother and I'm like... I guess I could say I am selfish sometimes, but also at the same time, like he just needs me too much. Like he needs to like constantly like update me on everything that's going on in his life. But I, I think lately I've been like a little bit more receptive to his calls just because he was there for me last month. But yeah, but sometimes just like sometimes you got to be selfish because they just need too much. <laughs> Doesn't matter who it is. Does he still listen to our podcast? He does. He does. Hey, Johnny. Because I, I told him I told him we were podcasting today. He's like, finally new content. And I was like, dude, I posted one last last uh, last week. He's like, oh, I'm going to go listen to it. So. Dude, rate us, rate us five stars. Give us, give you, us a review. Can you, rate man. On, you can, you can rate on Spotify. I don't know about Spotify, but you can for Apple Podcast. And we have about- one five star rating currently, which I'm pretty sure is from me. <laughs> so one of my other hard truths is connected to one of the episodes we talked about. Um, the I'm going through changes part, um, and basically accepting the fact that change is constant and you just have to learn how to work with it yeah so for me it's like I think in my relationship aspect like so many changes have happened in my boyfriend's life um that has like affected me because I'm you know still his partner I'm still in his life and it keeps like when changes happen it's supposed to you know ease you in sort of thing but it was like all thrown at me all at once um and it was definitely something I had to cope with and on top of that it's just like me pretty much like like a good chance that I'm moving out of Pittsburgh next year and figuring all that out and having to just accept that like change is gonna happen no matter what you just have to learn how to like go with the flow sort of thing it's it's hard to plan out every single thing that's gonna happen in your future exactly stay calm and stay in the present and yeah that's the hard part yeah it's like i want to know everything that's gonna happen in the future so i can plan out everything (laughs) i wish yeah i just wish i was more spontaneous but it's hard it's hard 
I mean, it's good to have checkpoints with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I guess I have a hard truth to go along with what we were saying. What? So the hard truth is that maintaining relationships require actual work. (laughs) Yeah, because don't you think we were so disillusioned growing up watching all these princess movies, thinking that your love will sweep you off your feet and then there'll be a happily ever after? Yeah, pretty much. But they didn't tell you you had to work for that happily ever after. I think another thing you realize on top of that is you only want to work, put in effort with the right one. You can't put in effort with the wrong one, too. Yeah, but I think at some point earlier on in the dating game, we would always put an effort to people that didn't actually matter. Didn't deserve it. You know, our, our, yeah, our first few relationships, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you live and you learn. It is what it yeah. is. But yeah, I think I was disillusioned and thought that the honeymoon phase would last your entire life. But, um, you know, being in like a five-year relationship, you're not always going to feel super sparky. And nope. Yeah, so at some point you have to realize it's a choice to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Correct. And most people just hope for romantic relationships to be super friendly and fun and lovey-dovey. And sometimes it can be. Like, you have your moments where you still feel like that. You still, like, feel the butterflies and stuff. But, girl, it's not going to be every day. Um, But it's, like, you kind of, like, that honeymoon phase kind of settles into, like, a sort of nice comfort and contentment in a positive way. Okay, well, I guess the last one I have um, is that going through schooling and higher education doesn't guarantee success right out the door. Correct. There's just, I don't know, it's like a game. You just have to play it properly. You don't even have to go through higher education to get a good job. You know, and I thought I was playing the game correctly my entire life, right? I mean, we went to school together, and you know how we were. We were in all the AP classes. We did really well in school. Um, And in college, we were active on campus, you know, mm-hmm. taking a lot of, like, leadership positions. We did our internships. But then it's, like, how come it's so hard to find a job right after school? Well, I think with that is just, like, at least on my part, I just kept changing my career path. That was my issue. I think, like, just not knowing what I really, really wanted. And I think that deterred me from actually succeeding in college. Like, I just felt like I just went through the motions at college. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, when we were growing up, all the adults were basically like, you have to go to college in order to succeed in life. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to be honest, like, whenever I have kids, I would definitely prefer them to go to college. Um, But I wouldn't really care what they learned as long as they're, they're, like, passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, like, I regret going to college. But gotcha, I think yeah. my idea of what it was like and what it was supposed to provide for me was very different from what it actually is in reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Lucid in Translation, guys. Uh, once again, I'm Kim. And I'm Lucy. Please check us out on our other social medias. We have Instagram, we have YouTube, all under Lucid in Translation. We have a lot of cool content coming your way. Please leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or enjoy listening to our podcast. We greatly appreciate it. 
All right. Bye. Bye.